Check out the guests. We're about to bring it. We're good friends. We're connected on LinkedIn. Today we'll be drinking Gosling's Ginger Beer, a drink that is, much like our next guest, non-alcoholic. He's a producer, writer, and director that's currently attending the USC School of Cinematic Arts. He is Peter Philomoyla. Philomoy. <laughs> Were we with that name pretty um, bad? Not too off. So if you know how to pronounce like Samoa, it's... I do. It's like Philomoa. Philomoa. Yeah. Ah. Is that why you got into film? Because it's like <laughs> Philomoa. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know. I've always just loved film as a child. Like growing up, I would just like watch movies like horror, um, action, adventure. And I don't know. I just loved it. Like I wasn't good at math or science, so I just stuck to it. <laughs> yeah. This is my only chance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's cool. So, so you grew up in like the Los Angeles area, I did, right? Yeah, um, I grew up in El Monte for the first like four years of my life, and then we moved to Diamond Bar. Which okay, is, where's that? It's like near Pomona, like um, oh, okay, in the Inland Empire. Yeah, yeah, like, nice. Orange County area. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, so you you grew up like super into film, obviously. When when was it like? Okay, this is something I actually like want to do. Okay, yeah, that's funny that you ask because, like, my favorite film is King Kong. The which one? Peter Jackson's. Oh, yeah, Peter oh Jackson. yeah, that's Fuego. Um, really yeah. good PlayStation Two game as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I played it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I first watched that, like, I think that was the film that I was just like, shit, like this is what I want to do. Like, I don't know what, like clicked in me maybe it was like king kong like falling off the empire state building mm. like i cried during that scene oh, oh yeah no. well it's got yeah. a lot going for yeah. it like we probably didn't think about this at all when we were like youngins but like right. it's a you know it's it's a period piece right it's got a stacked <laughs> cast like oh, yeah. jack black is yeah. like, black, like kind yeah. of a serious actor in that film yeah. yeah oh yeah and then you know samuel l jackson right oh, i forgot it I forgot he's in that film. Right? Isn't he? I think so. Wait, or is he's he? a, he's in the I new version. I know he's, he's in, in the, the new version. version. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just talking out my anus. I'm not sure. I know the first time, like when I, I think I was four or five when I watched it. Adrian Brody. Yeah, I, when I think I, came Naomi out two thousand five, right? Yeah, I was yeah seven maybe. Yeah, and I just remember when I cried, my dad was just like, "Why are you crying?" Like. <laughs> He just made me feel, like, so bad about it. But, like, <laughs> I was a kid, you know? I'm like, invested in the story, yeah, like, I'm Dad. Really into it. Like, he's the protagonist. And, no, but I loved it. So, would you say your, like, family facilitated your, like, uh, drive for the arts? Or it kind of sounds like your dad um, didn't really give a hoot. Yeah, no, I think they didn't, like, push me towards film like entertainment at all but they definitely made it so that like I could 
choose whatever I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom is Mexican and my dad is Samoan. So it was very, um, I don't know, traditional household. Like. Right. And what does that look like? Like, I, uh, I mean, well, I, got, I only, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have much experience with like the Samoan culture per se. So like, how does that, how does that feel like in terms of like, you know, like maybe pertaining to like, at least like your, your drive and stuff like worth work, work right. ethic and stuff like that. Or like, even like, <clears throat> you know, fields that would be deemed like, I don't know, maybe practical or something like, oh, yeah. what, what does that look like within those kinds of cultures? I mean, like just in general, like both of the cultures are very like, uh, traditional. So that it's like film was never like an option for us. Like it was never like, Oh, like you're going to be a director. And like, that's that. Cause like, um, I don't know. The only person I could think of is like Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. that I always looked up to. Cause like, you know, he's Polynesian, like half Polynesian. Um, he's yeah, he's American Samoan, right? So, yeah. And I was just like, Oh, I loved him. Like Scorpion King. I loved all those. Um, oh yeah. Classic. The CGI was a little bit whack. I, I recall. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Or like when, like in the mummy returns, like oh, that, that scene at the trash. end. Yeah. I, mean, I still loved it. Cause like, it was my idol, but yeah, no. And then, I guess as far as um, oh, we're talking, wow. So that was two thousand one and two thousand two. I mean, we've come quite a ways in in <laughs> almost two right. decades as far as like CGI goes. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It simply wasn't. Yeah, but no. but right. So so you have like a big star like that. So that's that must be nice to, you know, um, like. Maybe like uh, visualize yourself, maybe as oh, like yeah, you know, like it's sure. it's like, somebody that's like me that can do this, you yeah, know. I think looking up to him, it was just like an inspiration. And then, like as far as on my mom's side, like Mexican, there weren't that many filmmakers. Like now, there's uh, Alfonso Cuarón, yeah, oh yeah, like best director. Um, but I can't think of too many others. Inaratu. Uh, like, Inaratu, yeah, yeah. Um, and then who's the guy who did? Shape of Water, oh, uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del, del, Toro. del Toro, yeah, of course, really of course, Hellboy, yeah. um, Danny Trejo, you got oh, yeah. love for <laughs> Machete, yeah. Oh, yeah. Machete. I, yeah. I work with uh, this guy at the restaurant, and he he looks like a skinnier version of Danny Trejo, <laughs> yeah. Clemente, classic Clemente. Apparently, he's actually met Danny Trejo. Okay. Says really good guy, really good guy. Oh, yeah. I bet. Mm-hmm. You ever have his tacos? I was just gonna say, you try the taco shop. <laughs> have not. Ah, no. uh, I haven't. Well, neither have I. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that makes three. I've honestly heard not that great, but good guy, sure. good guy. But they're his tacos. Yeah. Well, he makes them himself. Like, that's Is not his a restaurant specialty. Or? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Trejo's Tacos. I think. I think that's the name of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. It's in Hollywood, I think. I it's think sort of near like gone. Amoeba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It is a place. It is a place. But anyway, this isn't about Danny Trejo. No. <laughs> it's about Peter. Right. So how about like, like you mentioned like tradition a lot. Like what are some sort of like examples of like maybe even like, like are there like stories maybe that like kind of caught your eye or like, you know, like traditional like lore perhaps that like right. maybe inspired some sort of like storytelling like. You know, okay, yeah. like something in you, even not that like, doesn't have to go all that maybe. far back, but like even within your family, like something that like you know, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. 
help push that along? I think maybe like on my mom's side a lot. Um, we'd go out to Mexico because uh, my grandpa has a ranch there. Nice. In Jalisco. So we'd go out there like every year since I was a kid. And um, they, I just remember hearing like horror stories. Like my mom would tell like the worst like bedtime stories. Like they're always like just scary. Mm. So like, and I was into horror as a child too. So just like hearing those stories, I was just, I fell in love with it. Like, and I love reading too. Um, the AR books. Like AR those, books? Yeah. The, um, like, um, I forget what they call them, but like at our school we had like AR points. Oh, okay. So like we read and like we would take a quiz on the book and then like whoever got many points you get like it's awards like and advanced stuff. Advanced reader or something? Something like that. Yeah, it probably stands for that. Um but no, I just love reading and storytelling. Like yeah, with, well with like uh like Mexican culture in particular, like they have like a like a different relationship with death than right. like you know, the general culture of the United States. I don't know if, if, if you see that in, like, the Mexican horror stories. Oh, yeah. Or if like, it's more of a tilt towards that. A lot that. of the stories are, like, dealing with the afterlife or kind of, like, ghosts. Because I, I feel like a lot of um, Mexicans are superstitious. Superstitious. Yeah. Not <laughs> just a little bit superstitious. Yeah, a little no, bit superstitious. Like, superstitious, like... Um, you probably heard of like La Llorona. Right, right. The, they just recently, they, they made they a did movie. Another, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, but yeah. essentially it's like, um, this mother takes, um, some kids to like play in like a lake. Um, it, 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 it like varies in the stories, but it's always around like some body of water and the, the children like run away and then they end up drowning and the mother like becomes like she weeps for them like she cries and eventually i don't know how this happens but she like becomes a ghost like she like kids that wander away from their parents like she will haunt she'll haunt them so and that was one of the stories like my mom told that i was just like okay like i feel like it's kind of like it's meant to scare the kids like, oh yeah don't like don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't you dare run away like, don't you d- misbehave because a ghost will come you know? <laughs> like dang that is a hardcore Peter's yeah. mom. <laughs> Dang, my my parents didn't tell any stories like that. They just they wielded the uh, the mighty metal spatula, and that was good enough for me. Mm, That's oh a yeah. story that you live, right? Yeah, yeah no. Um, on my dad's side, there weren't too many stories. Like maybe like in Ho- we visit Hawaii because I have family over there too, but I can't think of like just. I don't know. My dad, and like Samoan culture, both both cultures are very. Um, you get disciplined a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, well, like uh, are, are we talking like belt, switch, everything? Belt, uh, the chancla, the sandal, oh, yeah. slipper. He's just <laughs> whipping the chancla. Yeah, no, my mom had like the aim, you know, like. <laughs> but definitely a lot of beatings <laughs> as a child. Yeah, you know, in in like the modern culture, that's. Uh, it's a bit of taboo is, to like yeah. talk about this stuff, but like, like I I don't like have any like resentment towards right. my folks for like doing what they did. Like for them, it was just like the way, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I think like I don't know. I don't I don't like to talk about like this generation, right? But like it is definitely taboo to talk about it. But 
I was a bad kid as a child. Like, oh, okay. Um, well, hey, you're gonna have to elaborate yeah, on that. Yeah, no, what like, does that I was mean, a bad Peter? Kid, like, what? in what way? I get at least like referral suspensions, like a lot every year, like from first grade through like sixth grade. What were you doing? <laughs> were you just, just chatting it up or I was what? A fool. Like, like, I was little, you know. I, I didn't yeah. know any better. Just like goofing um, off and stuff, getting into fights. Uh, oh, like, wow. um, just doing. It's dumb stuff. Like, yeah. Just hood rat shit with your friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fun to do bad things. No, uh, I remember in sixth grade, um, we were playing, uh, what was it called? Handball. Yeah. And this kid didn't like, I, I won't say his name, but like, he didn't let me play with like the, the gang, you know, like a group of friends of ours. So I got like mad and he gave the, it was a jelly ball like, that he had. And he gave it to this girl, and the girl went in the bathroom to, like, hide it from me. Bitch. <laughs> so I was like, okay, bet, like, <laughs> and she knows, like, I can't go in there, but I'm gonna, yeah. I'm just going to go in there anyways and grab uh, it from her. So yeah, yeah, I took yeah. it from her, and then um, the the kid, he was, he was kind of like a bully, but he took it from me, and I just beat him up, like... Oh, it was just Honestly, that sounds warranted. Yeah. That sounds fair. Why has um, he got to go to such lengths to just be a dick? Right. <laughs> you know? But it was just things like that. It was just like, oh, like, yeah. such a stupid kid. No, <laughs> I mean, if people I, are messing with you, I, I mean, that's a different story, you know? I feel like you were uh, defending your honor. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had similar situations. The, the exclusion, that's what... I feel like that's like the root cause of like any right. acting out. It's like, ooh, you're yeah, a little bit different. Like to add on to this, I was like really fat as a kid. Like really, oh, wow, yeah, you no. looking like a snack like today. Fifth, you wouldn't know it, listeners. You wouldn't know <laughs> fifth, it. Fifth, sixth grade. Um, I don't know. Probably like one thirty. Like, oh wow. Hmm. I was a uh, I was in football like um, outside of school, and I was a lineman. So, oh, me like, too. Retweet, you know, dude. Like, if you're a lineman, that's you, a tough life. Young, you, big and young, big and young is like. tough, dude. Because then you get screwed. Like that ruined football for me. Because then right. all I knew was like being a lineman, and then right. I was like no tenth grade, I was like a normal size, yeah, and, and it was like everybody like, else is heck? like two twenty five, and I'm like yeah. Jesus Christ, like how am I supposed to exactly. compete? I simply can't. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good, though. That's good for, like, fostering, like, uh, a need for, like, an outlet, though, maybe, right? right? Like, having all that kind of, like, you know you got to kind of let these things out somehow. Mm -hmm. But, like, obviously, once you hit a certain age, you can't just be wailing on people and, you know. But that's interesting. That's I, I wonder, you know, especially, like... So you mentioned like you're you're into like the like horror and a lot of the stuff that you've worked on that I've seen at least has kind of like you know something it's almost like a uh like revealing like like some darkness mm-hmm. that like like but like in revealing it it helps you to like you know see past it or like see the light through like some like negative right. situations like or even like bringing up like a dark scenario that like is meant to you know uh build up the the characters or right. something like that yeah. no um i'm in like class right now um at sc i just finished my first week mm. um but I, I feel like i'm still trying to find like a voice in my films mm. but like looking back at like my body of work i definitely see like um trying to tell the truth like trying to be real or authentic like, yeah um i love all movies like action adventure 
horror, uh, Tarantino, Nolan, all that good stuff. But like looking up my my the short films that I've done, um, I want to like try to emulate like just authenticity and like mm-hmm. real like humanity in films. Mm. Yeah, it's and it can be difficult to do that. Definitely with I don't know. I feel like there's lots of frills that people will get like distracted by. It's like it's about like the spectacle more than right. like the the root of like what you're actually trying to say. Right. It's like, you know, I try to like help other writers out and like I'm not you know, the best writer, but like I I want to be getting better. And like what I always ask them is like what what's like the meaning? Like what are you trying to say? Mhm. And, like, if it's not, like, simple and, like, you know, like, universally relatable, it's probably not going to, like, really strike a chord with anyone. Yeah, no, I think one of my favorite films that I always go back to is um, Fruitvale Station. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I don't know what it is about it, but the first time I saw it, I was just, like, so, um, like, ingrained into it. Like, I didn't know anything about it going into it. And then, like, after realizing that it was a real story, I was like, oh, shit, like, mm-hmm. and that's one that I just cry all the time. Like, I, I can't, like, not cry. Like, yeah, like, yeah, th- that film does a really good job of, like, immersing you into this guy's world, and, like, and you, you, like, sympathize for him, because, like, he's really trying, right. you know, like, to give his kid <laughs> the best opportunity. Like, obviously, not like a faultless character mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like you can't you can't help but sympathize empathize with but, like, s- for him. yeah someone who's like actively trying to do the right thing right. yeah that oh, what's is the black panther guy what's uh, his name ryan coogler, ryan coogler yeah. yeah um did did you happen to see that uh queen and slim i did yeah, yeah what'd you think of that because oh, that is like a similar really loved it like uh-huh. message to it at least because like all the while they're just trying to survive right and like doing any anything anyone else yeah. would do but like there's that added like pressure of you know there's they're, they're there's the, the race the racial element like right. it, it's a real thing and that's what like hit so hard so early is like this happens all the time and now right. it's like imagine if you know if if somebody flipped the script like that and you know took their own defense right. into their own hands which is like it's natural that's human you know to to want or need to do that you know um, um, you know, I so was, I'd, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I made like a list of my favorite films, and that was I think four or five on the list. Oh, nice! Of, of like 20, of the year, twenty nineteen. Yeah, nice, um, nice. I mean, it was really well done. It was beautiful. Like they they utilize like the fact that they're on the run. So many like great locations. Right. Granted, I'm sure they cheated a number of them, but like you, you we would never know uh-huh. it. I mean, I just loved like the premise of it because before like I didn't know. Um, I saw the trailer, but I didn't really know what to expect of it. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a, a Bonnie and Clyde type of situation. Mm-hmm. But, like, right. it was very um, immersive. Like, it starts off with the the whole Tinder date. And, um, like, from there, like you said, like, uh, they get into tr- some trouble. And it's, it's self-defense, you know? Like, that, they definitely didn't deserve that, but... Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I think those sorts of stories, like, um, 
you know, it's like that's what we need to see right now. I feel right. like is you know, there, there's enough as as great as it is. And this is just my perspective. I'm not a big like fantasy guy, and I understand that it, you know you can work in like modern uh, uh, conflicts and stuff into those sorts of things. But the stuff that I enjoy seeing the most, at least right now, has been like those sorts of stories that like really don't take too hard of an edge on like some real like immediate conflict that like right. people are facing like every day yeah. and just kind of playing that out and letting people like absorb the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's been moving me a lot more lately. Yeah, no, the film definitely like it didn't uh, shy away from showing like um, both sides of the story, like cops and um, like African-American people. Right. Um, Some of whom are cops. <laughs> Right, 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 yeah. This is um, a fact. Well, th- that happens. That's. I, I, I have not seen the film. It's very so. uh, oh, I'm sorry. political, but... Okay. We'll get off the tangent, Yeah, no, I won't then. spoil it, yeah. but, like... But just in, in general, though, like, those types of, of films, like, they're, I, they're really hitting, I really liked know? it because um, it didn't, like, talk, like, on the nose about the subject. It kind of just did its own thing, like... Yeah, well, it's almost like... You know what's up. Like, you know what's happening. Right. You know? It's like, just just watch. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like that's part of the message is like, just if ever, you know, if we could just open our eyes a little bit and like grasp that like, you know, it's it's the real deal that right. yeah, no, a lot of people members of our society like, are just getting fucking totally snubbed by our legal system. Like, oh, yeah, that happens every day, man. You know, yeah, no, a lot of people like I think going into it, I heard like, oh, it's just a. Uh, like a, a black Bonnie and Clyde, but it's it's not that it, it's not that it's not that entirely. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's not like it's it's very original. That's, that's a very simple like way to look yeah, at it. Yeah. You know, that's what I said. I'm a sample town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like just yeah, like j- just from the preview, I was like, oh, it's like well because black it Bonnie is. And Clyde. I yeah. mean, it literally is, but like it's not in that Bonnie and Clyde were just it's straight up criminals, and like, they weren't criminals, but yeah. they had to run. You know, from the law, yeah, or the <laughs> lack thereof. I haven't seen it once again, folks. Right. Get after it. Thanks. Um. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned that you're in a class right now, um, or or you're something you know sparked a, yeah, what, a memory what, of that class. What, what, what is that is, like? What what what's the class? Yeah. What is the class? Like what? Bring the viewer into <laughs> listener. Listener. The viewer with the ears. <laughs> the ear viewer. The ear viewer. Bring them into the the esteemed gates of USC's cinematic <laughs> campus. Yeah. Let us shadow gates. you. I, there's got to be Are one. There gates? There's got to <laughs> be a there's gates. There's no gates. Um, <laughs> no, I actually... The doors. Um, the doors. The bring doors. them into the doors. Well, but like around the buildings, right. there's gates, right? Mm-mm. No. It's no, just in no the gates. city, dude. But pretty pretty open. There's got to be at least one gate somewhere, right? Please. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Help me out, dude. <laughs> dude. You're you're making me a fool for okay. our thousands. I think I made you a fool. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I went you're, to. He's not a fool. Like, yeah, like you guys were saying. Um, after Pepperdine, um, I or my last semester at Pepperdine, actually, I applied to SC. And didn't get in for the program. Hmm. And I didn't know that. I, 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 like, tried very, like, half ass, like, 50%. I don't know why, like, 
I was doing. I had two internships at the time, and like classes, and shit. just you've only got so much busy, to yeah. give. I and mean, like, you know, I didn't give it all I had. Yeah, and then after, or, I mean, you did, but there was only so much to get. Right, you right, know, don't, don't right. sell yourself short. You know, yeah, no. So I, it was a difficult time. Like after that, I was just chilling for like a couple months, and I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try again, but this time I'll put in like 110 percent like I usually do mm-hmm. um so I set out to do a short film did that um like killed my essays like just went like I think like with with everything I always try to do like 110 percent um and that's why like I didn't get in last time but um by the grace of God I got in and I this I just finished my first week um but I'm in four classes right now and I'm really digging the program it's very um diverse there's about like 50 students in the program and like I love my professors they're all in the industry like just so what are like what are the first round of classes like what does that look like like what types of classes are you in like um so there's a lot of uh there's a writing class like creating a short film um there's obviously production and directing which everyone has like everyone's taking the same classes but I think we all have different professors and like throughout the three years there, it's a three year program. We learn like everything from directing, cinematography, uh, screenwriting, like, but you can choose what classes like later on. Um, if you want to like go down a certain path, mm-hmm. like, uh, there's advanced, you know, directing, advanced cinematography. Yeah. Well, like um, one of my mentors, she was in their like producing like intensive program. Mm hmm. And yeah, I mean, she's like raves about that. Gave her the tools, right, you know. Yeah, no, I'm just excited because like I feel like there's a they have so much um, like connections and equipment as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's that's the big thing. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I talked to some other folks at USC, and like, you know, obviously it's it's a little bit more selective bunch. But at the same time, it's kind of like similar to Pepperdine. It's like you have the resources there. It's like how much are you going to use them? Like what are you going right. to do with your time there? And like, you know, the access to all the equipment and all that yeah, stuff. No, t- um, to the viewers out there that don't know, I <laughs> went to Pepperdine with all these these fine folks right here. All right. Yeah. Um, Waves up. But I don't think I took advantage of like the equipment that they had there. Mm-hmm. And so like going into this, I was like, okay, I got to like take every like advantage I can to use the, the, the facilities. Cause they have like sound stages, um, like ADR recording. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. I could only imagine. I mean, I bet their bays are beautiful. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so how do you like so far, uh, your peers? Like this is after all peers and beers, but like, how, how, cause I would imagine like, I think the difference probably, or at least the biggest difference might be that at least everybody that's there is like 100% like all in and like this is what they want to do and everybody must be on the same page right. like to a degree or at least be like eager to be working on things yeah, no. you know what I mean um, do you yeah. get that vibe so far or yeah no like I don't want to talk shit on the program already but like no I mean it's I mean <laughs> um, it's a you know you're no, entitled no, yeah. to your opinion I think the each um there's a lot of students that like aren't on the same level as like filmmaking wise, hmm. like, um, as far as like technical stuff goes, like, um, uh, how to work a camera or like how to direct 
with like actors. Oh, really? Um, like even interesting. And, and t- so to be in that program, even in. Yeah, because interesting. The, um, there's two ways you can get in. Um, submitting a short film. Or you know a guy. <laughs> no. But, um, or your mom's Lori Laughlin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's uh, you have to submit like ten photos, and ten photos, yeah. photographs, still like still photography, right, right, and I that's a how, big difference. Yeah, but essentially the whole like first uh, semester is to get everyone on the same playing field. Like so, that's right now we're like uh, through the semester we're we're doing three short films, and I think it it's a way to like help get everyone like on the same level um, as far as filmmaking goes. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second and third year, that's when you can branch out and like... Yeah, because obviously like some people are more apt for certain uh, roles than others. Like right. there's like a producer type of personality versus exactly. like a director personality. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and just meeting everyone, it's like... the The thing I like about it is like everyone is into their own thing. Like someone could be really into editing or another person could be like into c- cinematography. And that's good. Cause like, uh, I feel like a lot of the filmmakers that go there are like, I just want to do directing, you know? Right. And that just helps like, Oh, like this person can edit on like everyone else's project or this person can shoot like good portion of, uh, our, our like projects. Um, but now I'm really liking it. And, I'm excited. Like, uh, I'm still like figuring out the whole like situation there. Right. Like, I mean, you're early on. You like, know. I don't know where this everything is. The first is. week. Yeah, it's the yeah. first week. <laughs> but yeah. Know. So, with that in mind, like, would you say that like writing, directing, like that is what you want to uh, put your best foot right. forward with? Yeah, I think definitely writing and directing. Um, like I'm, I'm obviously open to learning every aspect, but I mean, you know your way around a camera, right? Yeah, which like, obviously only helps. But like, has that just been more of like a skill that you've been working on, or like, is that would you would you also be interested in kind of heading down that route? I think, and that said too, yeah. like I mean, you can you, there's a fair amount of directors, at least on on our scale at this point, that like could DP as well, mm-hmm. you know. And I think uh, like Pepperdine definitely taught me a lot about filmmaking but as a kid I just always I had some type of camera you know like whether it was a GoPro or like yeah like like a small Canon DSLR Mm -hmm. Um, so that just helped me like once I like graduated I was like able to learn like everything about cinematography like ISO aperture stuff like that right right Um, but I don't see myself being like a DP in the industry Hmm. um but I'm open to like taking classes and still yeah. learning because there's, you know, you don't know everything about like whatever field you, you can always like learn more. Right, right. And it all kind of serves the same like end goal. Like I feel like anyone, doesn't matter who, like what role you want to fill, mm-hmm. like, like we should all, and at least I feel like, like the three of us in this room and like, you know, there are, there are plenty of other folks in the program too, but like you have to be able to like apply yourself like and, and learn as much as you can, like, mm-hmm. holistically in order to, like, do whatever it is you want to do, whether you want to be right. an editor or whether you want to be a director or whatever. Right. Like, knowing as much as you can about the whole process, like, will, you know... It'll, it'll benefit it, you at the end, like, yeah. the end of the day. Um, yeah. And I like it because 
it's the the program I applied for is a film and television program. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's good. And it's so. Are there different like are there different like degrees you can come out of, or is it or yeah, come out with? There's or? different like majors you can go into, but the film and television is like essentially just production. So you learn like you said you learn like everything from top to bottom, mm-hmm. and that's the thing I kind of like about it that it's not just you know like a school for directing. Right. It's, right. It's, it's could, holistic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like 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 entering the entertainment industry is like such like anathema for so many people, but like mm-hmm. going through a program like you are right now, it like really like I don't know, makes it all feel like so much more like real and attainable. Right. Yeah, no. I definitely like when I graduated from Pepperdine, I was chilling for a minute like uh, I'd say for a couple months, like I was just like, damn, like, you know, I still obviously wanted to pursue film, but I was just like, dang, what am I going to do to get in? You know? So like, I felt like going to grad school was the right move just cause like it helped me like get more, get to know like more people and like connections and whatnot, but also just like, it's a reps, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you stay yeah. on track. It kind of forces you to stay, you know, on board with right, you and know, it's very making like projects and scheduled like uh, yeah. structure. Like I, I feel like I'm the type of person to like thrive in that situation. Whereas mm. if you just leave me and like leave me to myself, like it's when left to his own devices. Yeah, it's <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter's a shit show. Apparently, <laughs> no, just like it also gives me time to think. Like, like I don't see myself changing the like my career path, but like it helps me like focus just on that. Right. And it's like a fantastic foundation that you're laying down right right now. Not to mention like all the connections that you're going to be making there. Exactly. And the enemies that, well, no, (laughs) hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. Well, Paul and I, we're like, uh, not doing the grad school thing. And Mm -hmm. it, it is a little bit more difficult to like stay within pockets and circles where like people are being made right well and like people are really like prioritizing creativity because like los angeles is a town where you know yeah people aren't always like driving at exactly what they want Mm -hmm. there's a there can be lots of distractions yeah and i think a lot of like people in the industry there's no, there's no like sure path to it. Like the, that's the great thing about it. It's like you can enter a side door, you can like be doing, I don't know, like dental school and then know someone there. And then now you're in the industry, you're working in that like thing, but it's not, it's very like free flowing, you know, anyone, yeah. anyone can get into it. It's like, you just got to know the right people. Right. And, and, and the hard work. Right. And hard, hard work, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, like like me, like trying to pursue writing, it's like it's like getting myself into a position where I can meet the guy. Like that is a more direct path than like like in my situation going to grad school. Right. So like it all it all just varies and depends on the situation. Yeah, but at the same time, too, like, 
I feel like so long as you put yourself in a position to be like whatever that position looks like for you, like like so long as you're pushing yourself and continuing to like create, like I feel like things will work out one right. way or another. Yeah. And it all takes time. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that is overlooked often because like it's easy and this is not shade. It's not shade. <laughs> Everybody can take their own path. It's fine. But for example, like a business major per se, it's a little more clear path. You right. get out, you apply to this, you go and you do this job because you went and you figured out how to do accounting and you go and do accounting for 20, 30 years. But in our case, it's more like, you know, it's a bit more fluid and like there isn't any one given path to like whatever quantifies success. It's Definitely. like, you know, it's yeah. like there's a lot of like so many different doors that can be opened and so many like opportunities to change our minds, even about like what we want to, you know, pursue like hardcore, you know, right. um, and that's only through experience. It's like the more you work on different projects and, and, you know, work with different people, it's like you kind of figure out what it is that works for you. Your niche. Right. And so I feel like 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 going to like a, a film program again, and I mentioned this a bit, but like as far as I like can surmise, like just being in that environment would be mm-hmm. really great for like, you know, just staying on it and just like, you know, really dedicating yourself oh, yeah. to, to the one thing that like, you know, you're sure that you want to do. Oh yeah. I'm I'm super grateful to like have gotten in because like, like I said, like as a kid, like, as, like especially growing up in LA, like SC I was gonna ask, like, like, is like the number one school, you know, like that's what I, I that was my dream school for um, high school too, like um, USC has a high school. What I mean, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean, dude. Like, he was he was in fourth grade. Like, <laughs> damn, I can't wait to get to USC. <laughs> you, well, how disappointed were you when you found out USC didn't have a high school? <laughs> It's a heartbreaking, I'm sure. Heartbreaking, no, for sure. But, like, especially, like, growing up in a um, Polynesian household, it's, like, you play football and you go to SC. Like, that's just, mm. that was our goals, mm. you know? Like, um, like I played football a little bit in high school, and that, that was, like, cool, but it was never, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a football player in college. And, like, right. I mean, obviously, that's, like, Retweet. Probably what the family <laughs> wanted me to do, but yeah. I've always just I knew I wanted to do film and I wanted to direct. Is the Troy arts, is, man, the is, arts. is Troy Palomalu Polynesian? He is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big uh Steelers fan because yeah. of him. Yeah, and then you got Junior Seau. Oh yeah. Oh Manti Teo. Rip junior. fake girlfriend. <laughs> we don't talk about him. Yeah, dude. I've never happened uh, to Manti Teo. He's he's God on the damn. Chargers. Is he's he's, he's is he? I'm pretty sure he's a middle linebacker for the I, Chargers. I remember he was last on the Chargers. Yeah, but I yeah, don't, I'm a, I my Google my family now. is like big Notre Dame. Okay. Like my my grandpa played football there. Yeah. So like that 2000. 12 season where they went to the national championship i was like all about man and then like his girlfriend died and his grandma (laughs) died in the same week i'm like no saints he's on the saints oh yeah no i actually went to was it notre dame versus stanford that i think that year oh in palo alto oh that'd be a wild game yeah Yeah. that that was a great game that's where they had that goal line stand uh, in overtime freaking raining oh yeah oh it was my first like college football game Oh, nice. So it was just, like, an amazing atmosphere. Yeah, college football's, like, unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm from Chicago, so it's, like, 
an hour and a half away from South Bend. So that was like okay. my, my introduction to college football. Yeah. Pretty cool that we have a college football podcast now. <laughs> Are you a Bears fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this Chicago season. Versus the, versus the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Chicago versus itself, really. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little bit sad. 600 uh, murders this year. Oh anyway. <laughs> Anyway. How excited were you when the Cubs won, though? Oh man, that that was pretty unreal. I was like, I traveled back to Chicago for the World Series, okay. like just so I could be in the presence of it happening. Right. And like, I went down to Wrigleyville for like two of the games, and they lost both of the games that I like Dang. was in the vicinity for. Uh-huh. So it was game five, and like they were one game away from losing. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't go, <laughs> and I didn't go, that's and funny. they won, and then they win Damn. the next few games. Yeah, that's crazy. So my bad, Cubs. Sorry for going. And I actually have a friend um, from Chicago, and well, freshman year I actually transferred from. Uh, oh, where APU is he specific? Oh yeah, yeah. And my friend from my roommate from Chicago, he, I wasn't like really big into. Uh, uh, baseball, but like that, oh, he forced you that to be. Year, yeah, I was definitely into oh, it. Oh, dude, well, it's like it's hard to like cheer against the Cubs. Oh, yeah, like 2015 like or 2016. Sure. Yeah, like that was really the the only thing that I wanted in life for the Cubs to win the World Series. And, and then once they Just win, the, the only thing you wanted in life. No, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God. Like when I was a little kid, my my brothers they used to like wake me up like in the middle of the night, and they were like, "Stephen." The Cubs won the World Series. And I was like, what? No way. What? No. That's crazy. What? It's July. <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? It was just my... <laughs> no, but like it was... It's Christmas. It was very like rooted in my identity. Right. And once they won, it's like, now what? Yeah. And then I switched to media production and here we are. I feel like, yeah, Chicago is a very special city. Like everyone that I talk to that's from there, like... They rep it for sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's everyone's very ride or die. Like Los Angeles, like it's a vibe, but there's there's no like one like concentrated like culture right. of like fandom. Everyone's kind of got their own thing yeah, going Do- on. Dodgers fans are pretty dedicated. Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Dodgers. Dodgers. Especially. Lakers fans are pretty dedicated. Yeah, but I guess I just uh, I'm definitely biased. But, but uh, no, but I, I think I they're mean, fair weather. The, from there being said it, being from a, a, a sports <laughs> town myself, I understand it's not quite as like it, or it doesn't seem as like ingrained in like the city's culture. And I think that might just be because there's too many teams. There's too many. There's too how many. How would teams. they be? You have two basketball teams. Two. All right, you don't have to get for aggressive. one city. <laughs> no, but then how? Like that's just gonna that's split true. people. Well, yeah. the, the Cubs like, and the White Sox. It's two baseball teams, one city. Yeah, and which one has an obviously more dedicated fan base? Oh, it's the Cubbies, for yeah. sure. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you know, there's like the White Sox have been around since like you know the nineteen hundred, so they got a pretty dedicated fan base too, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's split. Yeah, dude, and I hate White Sox fans, and I, I. Okay, have, well, you're dividing up your city. Why are you doing that? Well, L.A. and Chicago and everywhere else mostly. All right, Paul. I feel like yeah, <laughs> Chicago and L.A. Both have like, they get the best of everything. Like, I don't know. 
Probably New York. Boston's been a pretty successful sports city for a while okay. now. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah, you know what they're also pretty successful at? Speaking of the best. Heart attack rates. Is that so? Are they know. higher? It feels right I think that me. was right out of your ass. I think that was just purely speaking out of your ass. Anyway. Good tangent. That's a good tangent. Since we're speaking of the best, wh- like what... Which filmmakers and which movies, like, inspire you the most? You mentioned, um, you know, adventure, action, horror. Um, you mentioned Tarantino as, like, a director. But, Ooh. like, do you have, like, you know, people that you can fall back on? Or at least, like, even if it's just one, like, like the most inspiring or, like, who you would like to, like, I don't know. Emulate. Emulate, emulate if you will. Uh, yeah, or at least, like, you know, who do you soak up the most okay. influence from? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I don't think I could say one person like solely. Right, but, but like if like gun to your head. We don't have a gun here, but um, gun to your head. Probably we Kubrick for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. his way of filmmaking is like What's your favorite Kubrick film? Uh, definitely The Shining. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. That's fair. I mean <laughs> I, I <think laughs> Well it's funny because it's like he has there's so many like legendary like top tier mm-hmm. like like you know films you learn from that he's made. Oh yeah, I think just like that's a film that I can watch and like I'll learn or like see something different every time. Um and like if you know like the behind the scenes of how he made films, mm. it's just like crazy cuz he was like one of those types of guys that was like we're going to get this on like the 100th shot. Like that's not the way I want it, you know? Like he was a very right, like, like if, if it takes a hundred, we'll yeah, do hundred. Yeah, he was a very yeah. specific person. Like he definitely saw like he wanted his vision. So like if the actors weren't doing their job, he'd do another take. And right. was he one of these directors that would like throw actresses down the stairs? That wasn't him, was it? I don't know. It, I've heard some horror stories though of him. Okay, so, so you want to emulate not that? Emulate Is that, that what you aspect, say? But like definitely like um. Like, nailing your vision. Right. Well, it's like, here's a dude that knows exactly what he needs. Right. And it's like, we're going to keep on going until we get this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember one time on a set, a producer was like, okay, this is the last shot no matter what. And I was like, well, maybe not. The, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be if it's the one. Right. I mean, any shot could be the last shot. It could be. It's just not. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, the, the, the thing is, though, I mean, there's a reason why uh, so much of his work is like, you know, film canon. Like, it's right. perfect, you know? I th- it's because he gets what he wants. I feel and like he, he's he, very uh, detail-oriented as well. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, Sitter, our professor at Pepperdine. Shout he, out to Sitter. Shout out to Sitter. Big shouts. Big shouts. Yeah, we got to have him on the show soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- oh, I feel yeah, like we've, we've established some rapport. This is a real program at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to a real oh, yeah. podcast. Episode 15. Episode 15. <laughs> That's pretty good. Dude, I feel honored being on the show. It's pretty good. But anyway, he was... We're honored to have... You, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Philomoa, which we'll now pronounce correctly for the rest of our lives. Yes. Of course. But anyway, he was like showing us like the uh, like storyboards that mm-hmm. he would have. And it's like, you know, everything, everything is there. It's like doesn't look pretty necessarily, like, but right. like 
Sidor's got dope there. books. He's got he really, does. really good books yeah. of like whether it's like lookbook examples or like storyboards or like mm-hmm. like even just like uh, BTS stuff of like crazy like he has this awesome Spike Jones book okay. which like I get super hard for like I, I I could I could look at that thing like all day long. Ladies and gentlemen, he is hard right now. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> I did. I just thought about it and I got super hard. Um. As so Kubrick's one. How about like? Um, but that's a very, or not very, but it's it's a pretty different style from like sort of like adventure or like even like horror. Yeah, like I he's mean, got that weird like it walks this line of like drama and like psychological like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's not. A, I feel like his films aren't like ones that I can watch all the time. Yeah, because they're very like they take a it, lot out of you. Yeah, yeah they do. It, 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 it's like making you feel. A type of way, right? Intentionally, I feel like you have to be like in the type of mood to watch his films, but like that's why I do enjoy like a, a, a wide ra- a range of like genres. Like, of course, yeah. Um, like Tarantino, for example. That's I love his films. Like they're just fun to watch. I'm gonna ask the same question. Do you have a favorite Tarantino? Tarantino. Um, they're so fun to watch. It's ridiculous. I get mad. I'm like, why Except is it so fun? I one that I didn't think was fun to watch and. Feel free to sue me after this one. Which Hateful one? Eight? No, um, Jackie Brown. Actually, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen Jackie that Brown. one. That's, I think yeah. that's the only one I haven't seen. I, yeah, like, me too. Like, I hadn't seen it. I was like, oh, this is a Tarantino. Why haven't I seen this? And then I watched it, and I was like, maybe that's why. <laughs> like, it was good, but it was just, like, so, like... It's different. So, like, drawn out. Okay. So long. Like, when I'm watching a film, and it, I feel like the film is just, like taking up time for the sake of taking up time mm. then I get like a little bit unnerved like did you see the Irishman for I example did, yeah I thought it was too long <laughs> I agree with you I, I didn't really like the Irishman I know a lot of people do but like I was expecting something more of like his Goodfellas type right type of deal and like like by the end like I like you get an arc like finally mm-hmm it's like okay. It's kind of drawn out. Like I actually, still haven't seen The Irishman. I do need to watch. Yeah, that. I mean, like watch it, but at the same time, don't. Um. Well, like I feel like <laughs> I need to see it just because. I mean, the actors, the acting is great. It's just like story wise, it's it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's like sense. more like. Well, I was watching it with like my folks who oh. are like, you know, pushing sixty, and like it was too slow for them. Dang. Like and like you know. They don't have this need for instant gratification <laughs> right. that us young folks have. And yeah. then go, going back to the Tarantino, I think right. uh, Django Unchained. Oh, oh is that yeah. your top top yeah. Tarantino? Uh, that, I think that was actually my first Tarantino film. Wow, I saw. So late. Yeah. late so you saw that before game. like Pulp Fiction? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I just remember my mom like it was on uh, what was um, like on demand. Sure, sure. And oh, she's like, no, you got to watch this film. Like, you're going to wow. love it. And I was like, like, because I heard of it, like, like Tarantino before. And everyone would be like, oh, you have to watch Tarantino films. And you're like, like, whatever. Yeah, and I was that type of dude that was like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch it. Like, but yeah. then I ended up when did that watching. And then 2011. I, I know I saw that in a theater. I think I, I had to have snuck into it then. If it's 2011, it I couldn't a, have been 18. It was rated R, yeah, for sure. 2012, I, I definitely saw that in a the theater, like, with friends. Yeah. No, but I feel you, Peter. Like, whenever, 
whenever there's like a like hip mm-hmm. like uh like oh you gotta watch right. this like uh, I feel fu- like it fuck off me. I'm not gonna watch <laughs> yeah. it no. I feel like if anything like pushes you to not watch it yeah well that's what I did with um Stranger Things it was like everybody was so hyped on it it was like too much hype so yeah. I made myself wait I like waited until the second season was like fully out mm. and then I came around and I was like all right. People are still like going for it. Yeah. I'll watch Man, but it. But like, I, I think it's a problem because like, what, what is? Well, just like my uh, averseness to like accepting oh, the yeah. cultural oh, yeah. phenomena. The mainstream, yeah. I feel like, like that's human nature, though. Like, yeah. but well, I mean, it's mainstream for a reason, yeah, right? That's but, true. But, but yeah. it, it's like it's like people will be like this, and I'm like nah. But then two years later, I'm like. You, you <laughs> yeah. were right. Wait, yeah. you were right. Well, then you can catch the uh, nostalgia wave. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is all that matters. Like, for example, when um, Chance the Rapper's Acid Rap came out in 2013, everyone was like, Chance the Rapper. I was like, okay, whatever. And I think I, I was the same way. And then I was like, and then I listened to it like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I didn't listen to that for a while. They, they were so right. Yeah. Yeah. So right, and especially like in Chicago, you know, it's like oh yeah, that's right. It's like bopping, and I'm like, what is this guy? A druggie, <laughs> <with> acid? <laughs> and a coloring book. Coloring book. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Oh, okay, I was talking about acid rap. No, but I know, I know. Oh, I'm okay. just saying. I'm just saying. We could be friends. Coloring book is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's good. The the big day. I haven't heard that yet. I. The big day. This is his latest one. Is that his latest latest? Yeah, you know, it's just like... He did that on SNL already. He did a couple traps. Yeah. I don't know much about that. It's like you get more domestic. You get a little bit more corny. Okay. Is the the phrasing that some people use. Did anybody listen to uh, Eminem's latest? I did. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to it I yet. I want to. to like probably 15 songs. Fifteen. Oh, oh, how many are on there? There's like twenty. Jeez. Dang. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a long one. Dude, wow. Enough. Do you draw any inspiration, uh, film-wise, like from music, and also like what music? What music do you like? Uh, I gotta take these headphones I off because there's delay and it's um, making me feel like I'm talking weird. Um, I don't know. I kind of like fun fact about me. I came into like the music world, I guess, very, very late. Like I didn't listen to music like heavily until my sophomore year in high school uh-huh. and I just listened to like rap um cause like that's what my friends were listening to yeah yeah. um but my first like rap album I heard was um Good Kid Mad City that's a great and one and I just loved it yeah and then that's when I started like actually listening to music like um but I, I think the past couple of years I've definitely been drawing like inspiration for music into my films mm-hmm. so like I don't know I love scores like film scores film scores composer probably John John Williams okay okay uh, untouchable um, untouchable yeah he's, that's like the <laughs> but goat, Hans but Zimmer though Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer's Hans Zimmer, nice yeah. too yeah. Uh, Thomas Newman I like oh, Trevor's yeah. new stuff Was I it? like it oh, oh yeah it's so good the social network yeah. uh, uh, album that's great to study to Ridiculous. especially if you like, need to like bust out a bunch of work the girl like, with the dragon tattoo sure oh I baby I heard that oh it's super good I haven't super seen good. it actually um do you know you guys know who the the composer for um First Man is 
First Man. For, uh, I'm man. super unfamiliar. I, I really First like that man. film. The film oh. score. I'm not even familiar with, uh, with. Ryan Gosling. Uh, Justin Hurwitz. Yes, I know the name very much. So know I the name. I thought that was a good, really good. Done. Like the the last like I'm score sorry, that Justin I was Hurwitz. like into. That you yeah. I know you're listening. Yeah. Well, like film and music. Oh, he did La La Land. That's how I know him. And Whiplash. Oh, he did La La Land. Damn. Yeah. Well. But La La Land and Whiplash are very, like, that music is, like, the cornerstone of, like, yes. the creation right. of the film. Yes. Another uh, film that, like, incorporates music very well, Baby Driver. Baby Driver, right. I really like that. I actually yeah. never saw that. Oh, ch- I need check that out. To yeah. But, like, the more you listen to music, like, mm-hmm. like, Good Kid, Mad City in particular, like, the storytelling, it's, mm. like, oh, yeah. it's, like, very intentionally uh-huh. like interwoven. I mean, if you listen to enough of these like, you know, like SoundCloud like mumble rappers, right. it's easy to think that it's just like, you know, talking about like the same like four <laughs> themes over and over again, like getting bitches, money, <laughs> drugs, drugs, fucked up, drugs. like yeah, but like Kendrick Kendrick was able to like tell like an epic it's like a storytelling like I don't know how to describe it like, well it's it's like he's like telling the, his story right it's like the idea for like like any like great project is like like a story will be right. told like throughout this like layer by layer like you know it's like a painting like each coat right I think gives another detail that the first time I was like Dang, this is what can you can like experience through music. Like, I think that was where I was like, dang, like I can picture like his music in my head, like the whole, like you said, like his his story, like coming from Compton, and like it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life is a tragedy, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's the greatest for, tragedy of them all, for sure. But real life, the way that you can like speak about like things that are generally like looked down upon and like tell an inspirational story through that it's hard yeah it's yeah. it's it's tough but like when you can like take everything into account and like make it something that's real but also like that tells like a hopeful like inspirational message right. that's pretty cool oh yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool and like you kind of you know, touch on like I, I guess like kind of like those like demographics. I remember your film uh, choices. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of yeah. like I don't know what, what what's the what's the neighborhood that, um, that, that was uh, like so supposed to be set in. Set in. I'm glad you guys watched it because I didn't think like that many people watched it. Oh, we watched. Oh, um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it was set in Long Beach, but we actually shot it in. Baldwin Park. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which isn't like that much different. Like they're both very um, diverse, like African American, Mexican uh, population. But yeah, that that was a uh, the short film I submitted for SC, and going into it, I just wanted to tell like a story about those types of environments, like. Um, like Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, places like that are very um, inner city, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, kids don't get uh, the opportunities, like, to 
experience life like that. Like there's a lot of violence, a lot of gang activities. Um, so I wanted to portray that in film and yeah, no, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But like, it's on your, go uh, watch it. it's <laughs> on your uh, website, right? Yeah. I have we'll a plug website, it. but I also have a YouTube if you want to go check that out. It's mm-hmm. just my name. So where, where we'll, uh, put a little link at the bio Sweet. for sure. In the bio, link in the bio. For sure. <laughs> link in the bio. <laughs> so, so like given like your background, it's like, you know, you're, you're like a, you're a POC, but like the, like the African-American background, <laughs> that's like not, you know, necessarily like your come up. How did you navigate like telling that story and like well, what what do you do to prepare for that? I think um, hmm. growing up, like um, I would just hear stories like my both my parents would tell stories of like um, like violence, I guess. Like um, I have a lot of uncles and like relatives that are in prison on both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. So it was like I would, I would always listen to their stories and I'm like, dang, like that's crazy, you know? Mm. Um, and I was very grateful to like not grow up in that lifestyle, but, um, I wanted to tell stories of people that, um, they're, they're not represented too much in the industry. So like Polynesians, I made the protagonist, uh, Samoan and his best friend is African American. So I think that was a deliberate choice to just tell a story that we don't often get to see like, and I wanted to, I was inspired also by, um, the TV show on my block. I don't know if you guys seen I don't, that. I don't think I've seen that It's one. on Netflix. It's really good. On my block. Um, but yeah, and especially like I wanted to kind of like, um, put a message of like, yeah, there's, there's um, these kids that live in this community, but they're just, they're like us, you know, like it, they live normal lives it's just there's there's gangs and like right. um gun violence as well that's uh something that like i feel like we need to talk about hmm. yeah yeah definitely i mean i think the root of like any good film is like you want to get your audience to like empathize right and it's like not everyone like goes through like those struggles uh-huh. per se but like you know, you could make the crossover with like any anything else in your life, and like you know, it's right. just different stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's like communities. a matter of like relating. You know, you have the same emotional reaction to like a lot of different scenarios in life, and if it's like if you can capture like how that makes someone feel, that's actually living like those types of things out, like whether it's like you know violence on the street or something like right. that, like it all just boils down to like fear. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, if you can capture that, you know what I mean? Like, like at the, at the, at the most simple level, like most people <clears throat> should be able to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have like, um, family in long, that, that live in long beach on my dad's side. And they were like, Oh yeah. Like I really like related to that. And it was just like nice to hear like, Oh, like, the the protagonist and like the message is like there you know it's like yeah it's it's it, it's not it's not glorifying like any sort of like violence right. or anything it's like saying like look this is 
this is just reality and mm-hmm. it's like you have choices right yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And i think that's that's kind of what i wanted to set out to like do not necessarily like put it on the nose like look at this but right. i wanted to show that like hey there are people that live these types of lives mm. oh man yeah and it's like like if if you like spend a little bit of time like in those arenas like mm-hmm. paranoia is like such like a visceral feeling that like that you can you can literally like feel it it's like right. you can be like walking like one corner and it's like okay i'm good yeah, here but then but then <laughs> you walk over here and it's like the energy is just like completely changed and like like to live like that all the time yeah i can't imagine it's, it's uh it's crazy man so I mean, it's 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 nice when you can give people like a portal into a different world. I guess right. that's like that like a negative fantasy, right? Um, yeah, I, no, I think because um, I I had just um, you guys know uh, we had the class together uh, with Sitter, yeah, the, the dog, the, class? The doc yeah, the dog yeah. class. I had come off of doing that like gun violence thing, uh-huh. yeah. and I felt I also wanted to do something more. I mean, it is pretty, like, a tough message, but, like, I want to do something fun, you know, like, kind of risky, I guess, because it's, like, Mm. dealing with these subjects. Right. I mean, you're pushing it a little bit, you know what I mean? You want to push it. You want to live on that edge, Mm -hmm. you know, of, like... And and, and I hate to cycle it back. I'm sorry, Stephen, but it comes back to, like, a Queen and Slim scenario where it's, like, these are things that just happen every day, Mm -hmm. and you don't always get to see it. Like, it's not you know, in, in the limelight, but like, uh, fucking people are dying every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is, this is real life. Like this is just what happens. And so to, to make it into a film, you know, I guess it's, it could be easy for some to be like, Oh, well this is like, you know, a, um, a, 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 a elaborate scenario, but this shit in is reality. Real. It's like, it's, it's, really not, real. it's really not that far fetched, right, you know, right. it's really not that far fetched, which is, which is crazy. And so to be able to kind of capture that or even set out to do that is commendable. You know, right. it's like somebody's got to tell these, you know, these, these real blunt, like, you yeah. know, in your face stories, right, you know, right. it's almost like, you know, can, can you dare to do it? <laughs> you know, can you I asked yourself and you said yes. Yeah. So sometimes I think about that. Like, uh, could Stephen Bear, the white, <laughs> like, like if I'm like Stephen I, the White, that's your that's your night name. Yes. Stephen yes. Bear the White. Stephen Sorry the if you're gonna pop, folks. I I don't have my headphones on. Uh, but like, if I wanted to make that story, yeah. I like I don't like maybe that could go off without a snag, but I think there comes into question like the the question of like agency. Like, does this person have the authority to tell the story? And like you, like given your background, just like from like your like familial stuff, it seems like you kind of had insight into that world to some extent. Where you think when it comes to that, it's like you you really have to like. I feel like it has to come from like a personal place, but also, well, it, what what do you have to say on like intention then? Like, what if, like, say 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 the intention in, th- in telling the story is from a place of like wanting to like share a truth, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's not 
one's own truth. Like, I think what, you what, have to. What would you say on that? Like, do your research. Like, you, you really course. have to look into it and just know what you're talking about. Right, because you don't want to get into that place of like being elaborate. Right. When it's like something that doesn't need to be elaborate, like mm-hmm. it's just in real life, like fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. If, maybe like for an example, like if I wanted to do a story on like, uh, like Af- Afghanistan or, or uh, Israel, you know, like the Middle East. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's something that would be more difficult for me because I'm not from that part of the country or like mm -hmm. let's write that shit I was just in Israel this summer yeah yeah let's do it (laughs) but like you know what I mean it's like you have to like really do your research for that type of stuff Mm. um yeah well what did you think of like this I'm gonna throw it back um Jolie had a really great uh script I really liked that one um when we were pitching for 470 um it was about um like this soldier that like lost a friend that was like oh, fighting yeah. like over like it was I think it was like a I don't know how rooted in like a real scenario it was but it was like in a like Israeli like Palestinian right. like like battle like Ooh. there was like a fight going down Ooh. and a guy lost a friend no uh, but it wasn't it, it was, wasn't it, was, it, it, was good, it yeah. wasn't focused on the conflict it was focused on like just that like a guy like losing his friend in battle right and like and like de- like coping with that but like. That worked for me for some reason. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think it was just, like, that understanding of, like, humanity that, like, right. mm-hmm. the setting was, like, only a vehicle for, like, you know, like, uh, conveying this sort of, like, uh, understanding that, like, you know, there are these conflicts that end up, like, uh, you know, the, the result is a loss of, like, anybody's life like somebody Mm -hmm. that you know could be over there and you know fighting for something that like Mm -hmm. how much does it affect us here but like they're out there doing you know such great work and and helping so many people but like we're really dying you know what i mean yeah i think it really depends on like the like subject like the message you're trying to go for like right so like so on that note like how much how much do you think like intention matters and like is that like does that drive the thing? Like, is it because like if one's intent is to just like be topical or like be like controversial, like that'll result, I think. And I think it'll be pretty stark, like even in just reading the thing the like that, it's not. Yes. Yeah. Like that. It's like, like their heart isn't in the right place. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like that comes across across the board. And, that, and that, I guess that's more of a personal thing, like right. who the person is that's writing it. But like, I don't know. Where, how does that how does that play for you? Where like. You know, ha- having a bit more of like a more personal connection to to that sort of stuff, like, does that affect how you might like uh, interpret that kind of content? Mm-hmm. Or, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like if it's something that I don't know, then I really want to do my research before it on, like, just to before I even like begin to like like work on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, well, research. I feel like is like. That's got that. It almost goes without saying. I feel, and, and the fact that you know that is like obviously. I know you know right. you, you're a tremendous filmmaker, so like, I know you get that. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's just an intrinsic thing that like I feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm overlooking like, it because like, that should just happen. I feel like if it's like a white person trying to do a story on like black people, yeah, it won't resonate with black people 
if it's like it won't resonate as much if it was a black person um directing something or like doing a message on black people you know what i mean hmm. even if they're like for, even if they live that life you know it's just hmm. i don't know interesting like, yeah no it's it's a factor for it, sure. it's tough and like like i i directed the like 470 by senior year and i don't i don't know okay. if you saw the film but like originally like it was supposed like the protagonist was like supposed to be black uh-huh. and it was like supposed to get into it was like supposed to be like set in the 1980s with this like black man working for like a like a finance company with okay. like a bunch of like other white people uh um, why did that change by the way wait is this your um the phone call one yeah okay. unknown caller yeah. unknown caller um well it changed because like when I when I pitched it initially, like there was you know there's some b- black folks in the class mm. and they're like, why did why is he black why <laughs> why why did he have to be black right. and I just like I thought it would be like more compelling to like tell this story about like uh like the inner tension that people of color can feel when they're in like white spaces right and whether or not that was like a you know a worthwhile story you know i just didn't (laughs) i just didn't have the agency because like i don't i don't know that experience i don't know i feel like it's very it just depends on like it varies you know like it, it really depends on the type of story you're telling and where it comes from like where your heart is yeah yeah, you don't want to like bastardize someone's culture, right. or or just like do something to like be intentionally provocative, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that might have been like where it was like originally coming from. Like I, I'm sure that's not what I was like thinking in my head, but like sure, yeah. that that might have been something that was influencing the story that I wanted to tell. But but anyway, so, uh, moving on to some of your other work, uh, you were at Cannes. I was Cannes Film yeah. Festival. Con. That's that's insane. Is that's it insane. Oh yeah, it's Con. in um, Cannes. Yeah, Can. Can. pronounced Cannes. Cannes. Um, Can. That was an amazing experience. Um, yes, two weeks after okay. we graduated, I did an internship there. It was two weeks, and. I was working with the American Pavilion and it was like, um, it was very like new to me because I've never been to a film festival before. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the biggest ones like internationally, you know? Um, but it was really fun. I got to work with like a group of students and we helped set up panels for, um, some of the guest speakers and got to meet, um, Willem Dafoe. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was Lighthouse premiering there? Yeah, it nice. was. Wow. I didn't actually get to see it there, but oh, have my you friends seen it? did. Uh, I saw it, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was my favorite film of 2019. I wow. haven't seen it yet. It, it's dope. It's, it's dope. It's so crazy, it. so crazy. I gotta see it. Um, uh, I saw John Carpenter directed mm. uh, The Thing, uh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, classic. Um... It was just very, like, learning experience for me because I was with students that, like, 
Well, actually, yeah, my um, on top of like interning there, uh, my short film got into the festival there. Right. So it was like the whole process Prideful was new. Boxing. Yeah, pride, pride yeah. for boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just new because like I was learning different things. Like there's a market that like, um, you can show your film there and people like in the market like producers production companies can look at them and like offer you deals for like um right like making them a feature or something yeah yeah, yeah. making a feature or like just putting it online you know like putting it on um, distribution netflix or yeah. uh, stuff like that so it was just cool to see obviously like i don't know my short film didn't get picked up but like it was just but still to say that like you had a film and it was Canada it was shown festival? at the, the the arguably the greatest film festival that uh, exists. Right. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was crazy. Just arguably. like um, seeing the the amount of people that go there and like, um, I got to see like so many celebrities. Like I didn't realize how big of a festival it was. Mm. Oh, oh, it's big. Yeah. Oh, it's big. Like Tarantino, obviously he he did um. He showed uh, Once Upon, Once upon time. time. Yeah, it premiered you, there. Premiered there. Now, yeah. now when you see him, do you just call him Tino? <laughs> hey, what's up, Tino? Yeah, Yo, so, QT, what's so up, many QT? People, we actually, like, <laughs> cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> we actually get to see, like, um, some of the films there. Yeah. But it's by, like, you have to get a, a ticket. Yeah. And the tickets you only really get if you know people. Mm. Um, do you know people? <laughs> I didn't know people, but... You came um, to know people. I came to know yeah. people, and because my short film was in one of the, like the short film corner there, the, your your name would automatically like if you're if you're in it. A mm, um, little bit of clout, a little bit of like they would they'll send you tickets every now uh, and then. Uh, so I got to sweet. see a good amount of films. I saw yeah. uh, Parasite there. Oh, oh yeah. still haven't seen. Whoa! That. So you saw that way early. I saw it uh, with him in person. Yeah, he premiered. God it. damn! It was crazy. You saw it with Parasite? No. With, with <laughs> what's uh, his name? Uh, Bong Joon Ho, I think. Bong Joon Ho. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just crazy seeing, like, seeing, like, you see them go on the red carpet and then enter the building and then like. Everyone just starts like clapping for for the direct the filmmakers, um, and I went in, into that film like not knowing a single thing, you know, because it was like. What do you mean? Because it was like. Not they, knowing like what to expect. Not knowing what to expect, but like I didn't see the trailer either. Oh, 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 oh about about the film. I thought yeah. you meant about the experience. Yeah, and ah. like when they give you the tickets, it's printed in like their their uh, their language, so like yeah. it was in. Um, uh, like Korean, I guess, or South Korean. Oh, oh, it's printed in the in the, in the language, the language of the filmmaker. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Korean. So I was like, then. What the heck is Damn. this? I didn't even know it was called Parasite. You know, like. Oh wow. So I was like, okay, um, I'll, I just want to go watch this film. And did then, it have subtitles? It did. Yeah. English. Yeah, English. Oh, interesting. And then, interesting. Like afterwards, like it was so crazy. English subtitles in France. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, actually, there was English and French. Oh, okay. So, so there was, was a like, few different it was both showings. Both of them on top of each other. Oh, on top. Yeah, which other. is it was weird. Wow, wow. What a way to see that. I mean, that's gonna make waves. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna get Oscars for sure. Uh-huh. Like it, it, it's deserving. Yeah, I'm, of them, I'm actually you know? hoping it wins like uh, best picture. Oh, it could get. It easily could get mm-hmm. best. I haven't but seen 1917 yet. I know people are making like a that, huge yeah. push for that to be like best picture, but like. Parasite was like 
Visually, it was stunning. The story oh, was yeah. crazy. Like it's like, like nothing the I've concept. Ever seen. Like like, like that's what I told Steven. So he hasn't seen it yet. But mm-hmm. I was like, just as you watch it, you understand the title. Like you get it. You get it. And, for it, sure. and like as things like events happen, that like oh oh like you see that right. like you understand yeah, like what's happening. It, I was just like, oh that makes sense. That's yeah. why it's called Parasite. Yeah. But after they premiered it the the crowd just went nuts like they gave him like a 10 15 minute like oh, standing yeah. ovation oh my god and wow. i was one of those persons like you know like without a doubt without a doubt he, he, i hope he he wins i, th- I think he he'll, got, he'll come away with something i with think that. he got nominated for best director right? it's funny because he was like by the way like the oscars aren't like an international like phenomenon oh, yeah, he's like right. this is like an american thing yeah. like just by the way like yeah, i'm honored <laughs> but like it's you know just this is a, know this yeah. like <laughs> you know it's mad funny yeah. it's mad after funny. Se- I, I never like heard of him so after, i hadn't heard of him after seeing uh parasite i watched all of his films mm. Mm. like you can speak Mandarin. What do you think then? No. I haven't, that's the only one I've South seen. South Korean. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Ignorance. Yikes. What do you have to say then? What? 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 Oh, he's such a good filmmaker. He, yeah. He directed a uh, Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. oh, really? Like um, the with the um, what's his name? Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he directed a uh, Oakjaw. And oh no way! That yeah. was him. Oakjaw. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Um, okay. A yeah, lot of I, other I ones heard, too. I heard good things about Oakja. I never like never saw it. If you see his films, like there's very apparent there's like a very apparent like style toward right. to them. Right. Like if you I feel like if I saw like another film he made, I'd be like, Okay, that's that's yeah. a Bong Joon Ho film. Right. Which I feel like not many directors can do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like like have their own like uh like distinct aesthetic yeah, that's, the, that's, the, the, the auteur. The, yes. Yeah, the yeah. auteur. <laughs> the, yes. the mise-en-scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. shut up. The <laughs> mise-en-scene. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I went to the bathroom. I don't know exactly what you guys hit on. We were just talking about... We were just talking about Parasite. We were just talking about Boom John. But, let, uh... Prideful Boxing, do you want to do you want to give the listeners a little plug on oh, that? Yeah. Um, that was another short film I directed, wrote and directed. Um, that was inspired kind of by like another personal story of like, um, it's about a gay boxer who is kind of ridiculed by his father, like for being gay, obviously, mm. and um, he uses boxing as an outlet mm. to kind of show his worth, I guess, to so, his father. So when you say personal story, this was you? Okay, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> not, I thought it. I thought it. Uh, I, was not, I said it. I said, not, it. said it. I thought it. He said it. Telepathy. <laughs> not homosexual, but um, I have, like, a lot of cousins that are gay. Word. Word. Um, it's like a, a story that you have, like, personal, like, window right. into. Yeah, and I've seen, like, kind of firsthand of, like, how, especially growing up in, you know, a Mexican and Simone household, it's, like, it's kind of frowned upon, you know, like, if you're homosexual. <laughs> Where, yeah. Yeah, That's so, a, like, a, a, My household, same thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, but, the whites do it, too. <laughs> We're all doing yeah. it. Homophobia is it's running <laughs> rampant. But, like, um... 
Yeah, especially on the Samoan side, it's like you're kind of meant to be like the male is supposed to be like the the head figure. You know, you have to be very masculine, very mm. like Polynesians are like uh, known for being like warriors, like strong uh, masculine figures. So like if you're not that, then well, you're probably going to be like uh, disowned or like, you know, so I saw a lot of that, but. That it was something that I wanted to talk like to, to touch on, you know, and I think that's been my longest film, my short film. It was about like 24, 25 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, and that was just a fun experience because I actually got to cast like um, LGBTQ uh, mm. members in it. And like, I think, yeah, every every member in it was actually LGBT, uh, like homosexual. <laughs> nice. Yeah, twenty five minutes. That's that's uh almost, yeah. That's no like easy endeavor. TV how show, how yeah. many days did it take for you to it shoot took, that? So we shot it on a Saturday, and it took place mostly in um, a boxing gym. So we shot it there for like twelve hours, and then we actually didn't have enough time to finish it. So then I had to like book another. Um, day for it like pickups and we shot it another day another weekend and it was a really fun experience because like that was the biggest one of the biggest actually sets that at the time I've worked with it was about like 15 of us so I I got to like actually have crew members and stuff and Mm. um, usually like before in my short films I'd always be cinematographer writer director you know everything sound Mm. And well, you've got a. Oftentimes, you're in a position where you have to like fill every role. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like yeah. a lot of filmmakers like grow up like that. So it was it was yeah. cool to just have like sit back and direct. Like it was one of the first times I was just like um, able to delegate to others and yeah. tell them like, you know, I want I want it shot this way or like right. Whereas like I didn't have to worry about actually doing it myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit more comfortable of a space when you can like just like really hone in on like just the vision. You don't have to be worrying about everything else. It was very uh, liberating, just because like you get. I'm obviously like director is such a big role, but like I felt like a a good amount of pressure off my shoulders. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I can't imagine because like. I don't have a ton of directing experience, but just the one, like the two, three, three experiences. But, but it's like having to do like all that other stuff while like trying to, you know, command the ship is tough mm-hmm. to do. It's tough to do. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well... So, like, given, so, like, a few of your projects, um, obviously, Prideful Boxing has got a certain undercurrent to it. Um, Choices has got, like, a, you know, a sort of, like, social justice sort of undercurrent. Would you say that that's your, like, mission? Like, what what is it? We mentioned before, um, like, like what artists want to say. Mm-hmm. Um what is your, like, artistic mission? Like, what would you like to leave people with? Like, if they see some of your work or if they're coming into some of your work, like, what should they expect and what do you want them to leave with? Like, as a message, like, what 
and I know that's a, a heavy loaded question, <laughs> right. but like, you know, like what do you, what do you set out to do most often in your work? I think just touch people, you know, like I want when someone watches my film, I want them to leave the theater like, well, you know, hopefully one, one day when it's in the theater. Um, leave their laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like actually go to the theater and <laughs> leave watch Leave your it. wallet behind. <laughs> He'll come in there and pilfer <laughs> shit left and right. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? Like um, just leave the theater like being inspired, like touched with the message. Um, mm. I know that's very vague, but like. Well, like what kind of message? Like what? Like what deep down do you want to like change in people? Through your work. Hmm. Dang, but, but I, Paul, I don't know if I could answer yeah, this that's one. A, that's you a, can. That's a tough question. Well, yeah, but you can. Well, do you want me to? No, I want Peter to. Well, I but, want but, you but to he, answer well, that I want in like in two well, hours. He, he, he needs some time to... to I could, you want me to answer that. it? Well, I, you're the question asker. You don't get an answer. Well, I'm just telling you. It's no, like, I, like, I, I could give you an example answer. I'll give my example answer. Well, you said it was difficult, and now you have an immediate answer. Well, so I, I'm I, telling I, you it's... Well, things are difficult doesn't mean I can't do them. <laughs> right, and that's why Peter can do them. Well, he can do them, but I just want to take a little bit of pressure off his shoulders, dude. <laughs> like, I'm trying to help this guy out. Don't spend this on me. I'm just asking a question. It's a podcast. Answer the question, then. Are you talking Go. about him? You're being really I'm talking aggressive. about you. Go. For me... Uh, well, I just want to like instill hope into whatever I create. It's like you want to make stuff that isn't like so corny that it's like, you know, comes off as like sappy. Right. Like it, it, it doesn't understand like actual plight, like the struggle. Yeah. I think, yeah, going off of that, like, like we said, like, I want my films to be real like authentic like you watch that and you're like damn or like you're just like that was moving you know um like Fruitvale Station that's one that I, I go back to that I'm like that's some real shit you know it's based on a real person but like that can happen to anyone um, so would you say that your work is like observational then like of the real world not not in the real world of the sense like like for example, like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. I love that movie. Yeah, but it's, it's which one is your favorite? True, uh, Two Towers. Okay, oh, yeah. Twin Towers is the best. Okay. One. I'm, not, I'm not even a uh, Lord of the Rings guy, but Twin Towers is like the Battle of Helm's Deep. Oh, ridiculous, yeah. fucking goes so hard, Towers. dude. When it's <laughs> raining and then the Urukai just starts, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Two Towers, such a, such a badass movie. Yeah, but like. I feel like that's the type of movie that, like, obviously it's fantasy, you know? It's not real, but it makes you feel like that's a real world. That's a real place. Well, it's like, it touches on universal themes. It's like Mm -hmm. the, like, the analogy of, like, being, like, in the Shire, you know? And, like, being in your comfort zone. It's like Uh the hero's journey, you know? It's like... Then you get like the call to action to leave that place. And then once you leave that place, uh-huh. it's like you start to realize that everything you knew isn't exactly isn't what you see. Right, yeah. right. And then it, then it makes you question things and then you get scared and then you have to like react to that fear. And how do you react? Like right. a little pussy ass bitch. 
Or <laughs> wow. Or or do you dig deep and like become that hero mm-hmm. in your own story? I'm talking to you, listeners <laughs> at home. Are you the hero in your own story? Think about well, that. Think about that. I'm gonna go ahead and answer my own question then. What I would like for my creation. <laughs> yeah, I wanna hear Paul's. I just want people to come away with a better understanding that uh, no matter our uh, personal experiences, no matter our preferences, no matter our um, uh, uh, like uh, the well penis length. No, uh, sorry. Uh, well, if that if that was the case, then I would be consoling others because it's okay. It's about the motion of the ocean. Um, All right. It's fine that they're not huge like me, but basically, um, like if like if I'm creating something, no matter whether it's whether it's music or a film or something, I just hope that people can come away. With a better understanding that we're all connected in right. this uh, experience, and that humanity is um, like like the the crux of that is building each other up, no matter uh, how we choose to live our individual personal lives. Mm. Um, I think that there's a lot of um, like insignificant choices that we make that people get really hung up on, mm-hmm. and I think that that's only deteriorating our understanding of the like, oneness humanity the oneness that is yeah the like inner we're all in this right. and we all have humanity. yeah exactly like, like we all experience. have we all have thoughts that differ from one another and i don't understand why some are like uh uh more criticized or more um like exaggerated than others because right. lots of people do lots of weird shit and if people could just come away from something that I've created that w- with like a better understanding of like um, you know we're all in this and that like so many things are like mm, I don't want to say boot? insignificant because the problems are significant but right. like uh, so many choices are like not affecting other people's lives that get flipped to like negatively affect the people who are making those choices. Right. So if I could somehow convey that, that's my goal. I want people to be accepting of uh, people that don't make the same choices as them or Mm -hmm. aren't as influenced to make those choices because in the end, uh, we're all all just trying to be happy. Right. And so... That's my goal in being a creator. Paul, there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. I uh, didn't get into specifics, but I don't need to because no, you don't the need art to. will be specific. The, 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 specific. Yeah, the art will yeah. be specific as shit. Yeah. Like, for me, I'm just thinking about it's like, yes, uh, people do different shit outside of the box. But it's like there's there's like a a tension between the the tribal um, level of like acceptance. It's like these are the things that we're okay with, and then you go outside of those things, and it's like the tribe's like no, bad, 
I'm so, trying to I'm trying to break so, down the tribe. So the you're, tribe you're, you're, of okay. humanity. Yeah. So so you're 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 saying that there shouldn't be like a universal tribal like this is our realm of acceptability. You're saying we should do if away there, with that. If there can be religion, then yes. Because it's sure. counterintuitive to say that there is a single truth without accepting all truths. Well, I, 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 I agree with you, but I think there are truths that are more, more true than other truths. More, more valid. Because <laughs> well, you, 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 you oh talk about truth. LMAO. You talk about truth. Are, are, are you talking lowercase t or capital T? Uh, how do you define both of those? Well, a capital T truth, that would be an absolute truth. Um, the absolute truth is the only wrong that one can do is harming others. I okay, think. well, that's your capital T personal truth. I said I know? think. Sure. I think. Sure. See, see, like... like, uh, like I, I think the I, fact I, is there is no capital T truth because one cannot um, uh, imagine or understand capital T see, truth. We can have personal truths with the capital T, and they're all personal. And other individual persons might share the same capital T truth, but that doesn't make it the whole entire truth. See, see my perception on things and sorry to take the floor away from you for the past several minutes i love this peter no you're not you're not i for me it's like the capital t truth that belongs to the almighty you know yes which we cannot understand simply right surely surely so as we operate and we try to claw away at our Lowercase t, truth. So the capital T can never be achieved it, by it, a, it, a human. It, it can never be achieved right. by, okay, by, okay. by a human. That's but fair. but that, that, isn't, that. that isn't to say that s- so, some, some humans can't understand. No, the- no, no, no. I'm saying that some conclusions are closer to the capital T Relatively. than other conclusions yeah i mean relatively you slap slap relatively on anything and it's like well i don't know no that's not true relatively i mean murder is a bad thing yeah it's not relative um well that's just your capital (laughs) that's your uh, lowercase t capital t tearing people down now i want you to finish your thought i'm just saying though what do you think of like you're saying a capital t truth exists and some people are closer to being like aligned with that capital T truth. What about the others? They're further They're doomed. <laughs> They're fucked. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in society we have a norms. Yes, we have norms, and we have a tribe that dictates to a certain extent the realm of acceptability. And I don't why, think why I don't. Why, that I, exist? Well, well, because then it's like anarchy, you know. It's like no, I'm not. I'm not advocating for anarchy. Well, I'm well like, like what, like why should why should a society with laws exist? Like, I don't know. Oh, I feel like that's pretty self evident. To keep right? order, to keep order. Yes. Yeah, so, like, but the, laws should not uh, 
uh, infringe upon personal uh, um, freedoms, freedoms and, and choices. So, well, I mean, that's you're opening up a big can of worms there. It's like that well, don't harm others. The, the, the caveat is that they don't so, harm directly others. OK, so you're for the legalization of heroin. Because I am, personally. I think the legalization of heroin would decrease heroin use. Okay. All right. There's a hot take. I think, Paul, I love you, baby, and I... I this is I, not the time to be into these things. I love this. I, dude, I, dude, I, I, I agree with... <laughs> but I, it's where we've gone. I <laughs> agree with you that... Um, People should have their personal autonomy. You know, For the I, record, I, 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 I was never insinuating my, I, I, heroin use. Uh, That's not what I was insinuating. But you're insinuating personal freedom, which would also not be, without any bounds. I mean, but then, but then you're like cutting out your own argument. No, my argument is that I want people to be uh, more comfortable with. Um, Ideas that personal go choices that don't of directly affect other people. Okay, I think I think I get what you're trying to go for. I, I, I get it too. I just think that I I can think of some situations where the, like the, the heroin the, use. Well, I, the, there are some personal like choices that people can make that can be harmful to the self. Would you agree, Peter? I didn't I say harmful that, yeah. to the self. I said harmful to others. Yeah, no, no, and and I understand, but I'm talking about something different. I'm you're advocating for the ability for anyone to do things that don't harm others, right? Say that again? You're advocating for the individual's ability to do anything they want that doesn't harm others, right? I don't I think he's what he's trying to say is like everyone has their own voice but like and we may not agree with that but we can respect it, you know. We can respect it, but is it something that we should encourage if it's harmful to that person? That's I don't think, that I, don't I, think, I think we're just talking about films though, right? Well what, well what why, why don't we go back to agency, right? Like why does one have the agency to say you shouldn't be doing this because it harms you if that individual doesn't think it harms them or if they're convinced that it's what's good for them? That's not to say we can't guide them in a more healthy or or um, a direction that might prolong their existence. Right, right. right? I mean, I think we I don't sh- think that probably that's wrong. should do that. I think we should as well, but not without... Uh, I think that one should not um, uh, impede upon one's ability to decide what's best for themselves. Oh, oh, we ain't doing no impeding here. We ain't doing no impeding. But at the same time, you're talking about uh, like deconstructing the 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 tribal voice. That, that I was talking about earlier, like maybe what to, if the tribal voice is wrong? Is all I'm saying. Because the tribal it, voice it, it, only exists because it is a majority. Um, well, it's 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 a collectivist voice. It's, is it's, collectivism 
the best way we can live our lives. Well, I, I don't think so either. I'm like for personal autonomy too, but... But I, with tribal influence? Well, like, like that's These just... These are all that, questions, that, by that, the way. They that, aren't, they aren't that, that, That's just hard. natural. That's, that's just natural. Like, there is going to be a certain zeitgeist that people have. There's, like, a spirit of the times. It's certainly. Like, certainly. It's like, if I saw Peter come in here and he is wearing... Hmm. What's 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 like faux pas now? Like I don't know. Oh, like what? Like high beast gear? Like like a, like a like a bucket hat or something? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a bunch of like fishing gear. Yeah, true, true. What? Why is high beast so fishing gear? I don't know. But if if he came through like that, I would be like, hmm, <laughs> huh. It's like there there is just a certain innate right. innate like feel for like. The way things are, and then when things go outside of that, like, I don't oh. think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing to See, be like me. Oh, he's outside of that. For me, if Peter showed up here today in a bucket hat, it would it would change everything. <laughs> like I wouldn't expect you to be wearing a bucket hat, okay. but if you did, yeah, I would have been like, oh damn. I actually, like, actually own a bucket that's hat. That's hard. I just like, recently purchased a bucket hat. Wear it. Ain't, wear it. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't I'm no- on team wear it, dude. <laughs> no, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that doesn't take Peter. away from the fact that people are going to feel how they're going to feel about it. I got to ask. And I don't think I'm deconstructing the way people feel about that existence, I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that it affects how other people feel about it. All I'm saying is, if I make something, I want them, the audience, to come away with a feeling that they feel more connected to the people that made a choice that they wouldn't typically make, and that's all. I think I think we can agree with that, Paul. <laughs> that's that's all I've been trying I think to say. We can agree with that. All that said, I want to see a picture of this bucket hat because I also own a bucket hat, but it's back in Massachusetts, okay. and I would probably never wear it just because it's not my style. But I fuck with hardcore the bucket it's hat. It's pretty wild. Oh oh oh, dude, rocket, rocket, dude. Could you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah? Can you send this to us <laughs> so we can make it like the the cover photo for the? Oh gosh. <laughs> Yo, that's hard. Just listeners, the bucket hat is hard. Nice. And I was just wearing that, and my sister was like, "You look like um, a little cool J." Oh no, <laughs> yeah, because he, he's got the king, the kangle. Yeah, a yeah. little cool J rocks mad bucket hat. <laughs> he yeah. rocks so yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! And it's like it's like kind of like suede. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, oh, dude, a suede bucket hat. That's nice, <laughs> man. So, so we kind of, we kind of like fucking took this over. We went on a tangent, which that. never happens. I'm sorry, but that said, this might end up being the longest Pierce and Beards episode, thanks to the tangent. But we were rocking on like an hour and a half. We went on like a ten minute oh, tangent. Man, it it oh, went so far. Okay, but we got to wrap this up. Uh, just for uniformity's sake with Time the other shape. episodes. Agreed. Um, Peter, uh, what can the listeners do to keep up with you, keep on supporting you, keep up with your mission? Follow me on Instagram, at Peter Philomoa. Um, can you spell the last name? Are oh, there yeah, any yeah. underscores? There's no underscores. <laughs> no underscores. There's no hyphens. Uh, it's F-I-L-I-M-A-U-A. Peter Philomoa. You got it. Yep. 
All right. Anything else? Any anything um, else you want to plug while what's you have the next the floor? project? YouTube. Uh, next project. I'm actually shooting at the end of this month. Okay. Um, With USC people. Yeah, USC people. Okay. Um, actually, might be some. Pepperdine actors. Ooh. Oh, where? Actresses. Hey, trying to drop names. If you, no? if you need any like Pepperdine PA help, oh, yeah, hit, us sure. <laughs> hit us up way. Hit us up For real, for real. Um Yeah, no. I won't say any names because I don't know if they're for sure right now. But um yeah, I'm doing a short film at the end of the month. And also follow me on my YouTube, uh Peter Film a lot. The same. Just the same name. way. Yep. All right. Dope, All right. man. Dope. Yeah. Well, 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 that, well that's an episode. Uh, well, listeners, I mean, th- this is a driven individual. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know, he, he's in school. He's doing well. He's going to be making a lot of <laughs> projects. About no, it. but on the real, on the real. For, like, for like, real. Dude, he there's going to be content posted. It's mm-hmm. going to be fuego. Watch y'all. his old stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you we for would, having me on the show. Yeah, oh, man. Please. Dude, they, mean, they, thanks for coming all this way. Yeah. Uh, coming out of uh, the lair with Afani. Oh, yeah. His roommates. We didn't even touch on that. No, Afani's been on the show, too. Yeah, you guys are now <laughs> part of the Peers and Beers fraternity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've yeah. all rushed Peers and Beers. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you guys can now reminisce P&B. about your PNB, X Beer, AES. Uh,. <laughs> But anyway, Paul, why don't you tell them how we wrap up the show? All right. So we wrap, we wrap up the show uh, with a thank you. It's, it, you know, breaks us out of our okay. comfort zone a little bit. We yeah. sing it. We sing a thank you. We sing but, it. But, 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 but you pick any note you want okay. and you just hold it out. It doesn't have to be a high note. It doesn't have to be a great note. We don't need any vibrato. We just, it, you just got to hold one out. Like it could be I like, think. thank you. Okay. And we will harmonize with that shit. And we harmonize right. with it. Bet. And that's how we end the podcast, which we're about to do. And Peter's going to pick the note and then we'll go around All right. and then that'll be that. Baby. Whenever? Whenever. Just like a thank you. Or like a thank you. Or like a thank you. Whatever you want. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty Pretty damn good. good. (laughs) That was pretty damn good. Great job.